Hi, and welcome to the final episode of Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer. Today, we're wrapping up our discussion of Romans, a New Testament letter written by the Apostle Paul. We've covered many different topics and questions, and it's been a pleasure to walk with you through this book. The last episode will cover Romans chapters 13 and 14. Are you ready? Here we go. Romans 13 verse 1. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. The question is, are all authorities established by God? What about authorities such as Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, or Saddam Hussein? The answer is, the language of this text is simple and clear. There is no authority except from God. Besides this clear language, reason suggests that this must be the case, otherwise God would not be God. Confusion about or repulsion at this thought comes from human nature's refusal to accept the consequences of rebellion against God or what our redemption from the fall requires. Did God not subject his only begotten Son, holy, loving, and innocent, to the ravages of religious and civil authorities who abused and crucified him? Why should we think that we deserve better, or that our Heavenly Father was not accomplishing something for our good through these means? See John chapter 11, Romans chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapters 1 and 4, and Hebrews chapter 12. Is it wrong for God to give people what they demand when they despise and renounce his good governance? In the Old Testament, Israel wanted to be like the nations, so God gave them over to the governance of other nations, so they and we might know the difference. See Exodus chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 8, and 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Romans chapter 13, verse 2. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. The question is, should we submit to authorities even if they are in the wrong? Do we have to obey them when they go against God? The answer is, four teachings of the New Testament provide the basis for this answer. First, it's imperative to remember that our bodies, like the physical world around us, are to be used in service of God's everlasting kingdom, not the other way around. We can afford to sacrifice all things physical for the sake of the gospel because the gospel provides for all things needful without limit. See Luke chapter 9 and Philippians chapter 3. Second, Jesus speaks at length about enduring abuses as part of the Christian disposition of love. See Matthew chapter 5, Hebrews chapter 12, and James chapter 1. Third, Jesus commanded those who would follow him to be watchful and to flee before trouble came upon them. See Matthew chapters 10 and 24. Fourth, while a person may endure personal abuse for the sake of love, we are also called to prevent the abuse of the helpless. In both cases, we suffer abuse ourselves for the sake of another. Isaiah 1 verse 17 and Romans 12 verse 1. Rather than speak of rebellion or revolution against authorities, it might be more helpful to speak in terms of submission and fidelity, though this is always first to God and then to men. The apostles defied the command of the religious authorities in Jerusalem, explaining, We must obey God rather than men. Acts 5 verse 29. See also Acts 4 verses 19 through 20. Interestingly, like Jesus, the apostles endured abuses joyfully and respectfully, even as they were faithful to God rather than human authorities who were faithless. See John chapter 18 and Acts chapters 16 and 23. 
Therefore, a person's first choice would be to flee a nation that is abusive and contrary to its God-given purpose. This would be true of a child fleeing an abusive parent, a woman fleeing an abusive husband, Christians fleeing a faithless pastor, or citizens fleeing an evil state. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 3 through 15. If unable to flee, it seems that a number of people might gather to defend the defenseless in opposition to authorities who are opposed to God and his intent for them. Such a group would constitute a new body politic, which would have authority to recognize a leader and authorize the armed defense of those who need such a defense. Romans chapter 13 verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The question is, is it really possible to owe no one anything? How is love a debt? The answer is, imagine what happens when we begin to set aside what the Bible plainly says because we think it's unreasonable or impossible. Jesus commanded us to be perfect, as our Heavenly Father is, Matthew 5 verse 48. Jesus also commanded us to love our enemies, Matthew 5 verse 44. Should we disregard these commands because they're impossible for us? Or shall we keep them, recognize their wisdom, and orient our whole life toward achieving them? If we have debt, it's for one of two reasons. Either we want more things and we want them faster than God is giving them, or too few people have too much and refuse to use what God has allowed them for the well-being of others. We are no less likely to break this commandment than any of the others, yet we have everything to gain from obeying it. It is possible to owe no one anything but love, though it depends on living in close communion with God, which is the remedy for our materialistic ways. We are to love God above all things, our neighbor as ourselves, and nothing else, as these would bind us in debts that have no value. Luke 10 verses 25 through 37. Romans chapter 14 verse 1. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. The question is, how do we know which opinions not to argue over? The answer is, there are many matters of life in this world that the Bible neither commands nor forbids, and people are welcome to their opinions and preferences. There are many other matters that the Bible speaks to in plain language and that are not open to dispute. However, in this verse, Paul is forbidding us from receiving a weak brother into arguments, as this would only confuse or frustrate someone who is inexperienced in sifting through arguments or patiently enduring what is required to resolve them. Medical students on rotations or first-year residents would not be invited to participate in arguments between experienced physicians in hot disagreement. Romans chapter 14 verses 22 through 23. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. The question is, should we adjust our behavior and lifestyle so that we don't offend others? The answer is, correct. The Christian faith does not tolerate for one moment a person who is trying to overthrow the gospel by imposing rules as if we had to keep them to save ourselves. See Acts chapter 15 and Galatians chapters 1 and 2. On the other hand, Christian love means we will sacrifice anything to protect and foster faith in others. See 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and Philippians chapter 3. 
Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. It's been such a joy to study Romans with you. If you've enjoyed the podcast and you're interested in reading Dr. Eschelbach's book, The Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers, please visit cph.org to learn more. Thanks again for listening.